welcome to the Nerd Party. Jessica Nunn. And I'm our husband and co-host, Philip Gilfus. Well, we're back on the mic talking Doctor Who. Yeah, it's uh, been a little while. Yeah, still no new Doctor Who, obviously. Yeah. There's not even been a date announced for when the new series is. Last year, it was like around this time, wasn't it, yeah. May? But, you know, I mean, I know they've been production, they have a new companion. Yeah, and, yeah. But no news is something new. Is news. Yeah. Is not, or no, yeah. not. No, 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 And this is just the Jody's last season, and so... Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, not that I wanted to end. Did you have to bring that up? <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't... I don't know. I feel like her run is... Her, not that her run has sucked. Her run has sucked from a... I never really got her chance. I mean, yeah, COVID, I can't blame COVID on anyone, um, but she sort of lost that year year and a half and you know it's just never i think she never got the momentum i was good yeah i was going to use the word momentum as well and i think it's one of the problems with going so long mm-hmm. between seasons is mm-hmm. you just lose that momentum and yeah yeah oh well but we're not going to talk about that we're going to talk about another doctor because of course we have that voice you heard our unofficial third co-host, Charlene Schmidt. Char, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for having me back. How are you all doing today? Doing all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. starting to ease back into things. How are things on your end of the country? Uh, remarkably good right now. California right now has the lowest COVID infection rates anywhere in the United States, which is a huge turnaround from where we were in January, where it just seemed like a nothing but despair and disaster. Thank you, vaccines. Mm. Yes. Got my shots. Feeling good Yay. about that. And eventually, uh, I mean, I'm very, very cautiously going back into the world. It's kind of weird after all this time. <laughs> yes, I find I don't have the stamina for it anymore. <laughs> I don't have the patience for people's BS. Yeah. <laughs> Just get away from me. Stay away from me. I like that yeah. part. <laughs> I'm going to maintain Fire. that part of COVID precautions. Uh, well, when Char's on, we're either going to be talking new episodes of Doctor Who or old episodes of Doctor Who. So what we're going to be doing is the latter. Char has finished Series 5 of New Who, her introduction. To the eleventh Doctor, Matt Smith. Yay! Yes. We're going to be talking about Series Five, which aired from third April, twenty ten, to twenty six June, twenty ten. So you know, we usually go episode by episode, and we're going to. But let's do a little character breakdown. So let's just start with the big obvious question, Char. What do you think of the Doctor? And oh, why okay. is he your favorite? <laughs> well, you know what, Jessica? I don't know for sure if he's my favorite, but he's certainly up there simply because he is very much like who I think is my favorite doctor, and that is David Tennant. He mm-hmm. is still number one in my book. However, Matt Smith is not skipping a beat. He jumped right in. No fear whatsoever. 
And at the same time, he took the energy of David Tennant and put his own spin on it, which I appreciated mm. because that's very much in line with how I understand the Doctor's regeneration to be is pieces of the previous Doctors go into this new incarnation. And his Doctor seems heavily influenced by David Tennant's Doctor, probably because of a recency bias. And nevertheless, he is his own person, and it has been very cool to see that distinction form throughout this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, any so, um, are are you now buying more bow ties or fezes or? <laughs> you know, I think maybe my biggest criticism is, of this doctor is his fashion sense. I don't know if I'm digging the outfit. Um, oh, a, you've never sorry. Seen the doctor then, but B, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm much more of the uh, tennis shoes type person. I mean, the bow tie, if he says the bow tie is cool, the bow tie is cool. I'm not going to debate him and argue with him on it. It looks great on him, but just like kind of like, what is that, the tweed jacket? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. uh, the in some weird way, yeah. it, it works as it hangs together on him, and yet I never would have picked that. Not yeah. in a million years. So... I don't know. Can we refine this just a little bit next season? It's probably not going to happen, but I feel like the well, doctors had better fashion sense before. I mean, no spoilers. I, he he will always keep the same motif, but there are some different themes. Um, I don't know if it'll happen this coming up season, but there's a nice purple coat that he ends up getting into. It's around Ooh. the next Christmas special. Mm, yeah. Um, again, without being spoiled. Um, which is one of my favorites, because, I mean, the purple looks very good on him. Um, okay, it's okay. More, it's not I quite like a hero coat. I don't know how to describe cuts of coat. But, like, it's it has longer tail, but it's not, like, a trench coat. You know, it's about, like, okay. cat, you know, so. All right, I have but, an idea in my head, and this sounds yeah. glorious. Can we get to that, please? <laughs> 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 well, it's always like that. It's like a home and away team, you know. Like Jody has like the different T-shirts, um, uh-huh. you know, and then like uh, Tennant would have some different shirts. I think you know. Um, I don't a feel little like bit, the same time. yeah, yeah. You know, it's the same motif, but there's they change it out a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. I enjoyed the casualness of David Tennant's do- uh, fashion sense as yeah. the Doctor. That's very much in character for me. I am a T-shirt and shorts and sandals type of person because I live in Southern California and I can get away with that 300 mm-hmm. or so days out of the year. Well, we also have two new companions. What do you think of Amy Pond played, played, played by Karen Gillum? Now, I have not seen her in the superhero movies because that's just not something that I watch. Mm-hmm. So I don't know about that aspect of her career. This, Believe it or not, I know this is going to sound crazy. This is my introduction to her. She's fantastic. <laughs> and her character, Amy, I, I loved the introduction to this character where it's not her necessarily, it is, but it's Amelia, the six-year-old uh-huh. girl, and how so many of the threads throughout this whole season start just from the get-go and get so intricate. How incredibly well done was this? Oh, what fun. Mm. And then so a good. trivia, I guess you might not know, yeah, the good, little girl. Good cor- trivia. Oh, go I th- uh-huh. Well, no, no, I was thinking the same thing. The like. little girl is her cousin. Is Karen's cousin. Seriously? Oh! They need a Scottish girl and, you know... Oh, cute. Preferably a ginger Scottish girl and... <laughs> right? Yeah. That's very important. Yeah, and I mean, hey, as a fellow redhead, I can only support in solidarity. That's fantastic. Yes! Mm. 
and I'm Love blanking it. on on the young lady's name. Of course, she's you know a teenager now, or she might even go to college at this point. Um, but she was actually at Gallifrey when we saw you those years. Oh, ago. no kidding! Yeah, we saw a little panel with her. So, oh, cute! How did she do? Yeah, I mean, she's very, you know, she's a teenager. Yeah. Okay. It, it, yeah, I, can't fault her just, for that. We've all been there. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, she doesn't have like a prepared. She's. It sort of struck me as someone like. Okay, cool. I'll show up, and yeah, guys, what do you want to do? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't have anything prepared, um, but what do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> if I were, what was it, eighteen? Yeah. Maybe about her age at that time, I would have done the same exact thing. Yep. Yeah. And then, of course, we have the uh, plus one in the TARDIS. Um, Rory Williams played by. Yeah. Oh, Rory. I love Rory so much. Honestly, he's so underappreciated. I mean, I pretty much by everybody except maybe the audience. <laughs> and he gets the best lines. Yes. And he steals the show with them. And I think that is fantastic. He deserves that moment <laughs> when he gets the chance to do it. Yeah, he's lovely. What's his background? Didn't he have some... His dad play... It was a member of the Fine Young Cannibals. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. The band. So. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, okay. I, I don't know if you've ever, I mean, you want it given your, you, um, but if you've ever seen the, uh, he, he starred in, not anymore, but he starred in, um, what was it called? It was a, it was a, one of the DC shows on CW. Oh yeah. Something of Tomorrow. Legends of Legends Tomorrow, Legends of Tomorrow. Okay. He was sort of the, the main character, if you will. The, um, the doctor. We, yes, wa- we watched we an episode <laughs> of it. Um, and his character is very much the doctor. Yeah, the future time and space yeah. Uh, captain. Yeah. yeah. Okay, not yeah. a medical doctor because. <laughs> no, no, oh, no, no, like oh, the right. doctor <laughs> for, from this. Okay, timey wimey uh, doctor, not ER. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. And of course, Broadchurch. He oh, was yeah. in Broadchurch. Oh, okay. Yeah. That is a show yeah, yeah. I really need to watch. Maybe when I do finish yes. my binge of the show you ER. Have. You will, you will, don't take a drink. For how many Doctor Who actors? Because you'll be dead by the hour. Yeah, all the Doctor Who actors. I do not want to go to the hospital. No. Uh, just, you haven't met... Uh, we haven't shown you Adventure in Space and Time yet, have we? Um, no. So she hasn't met Deb, David Bradley yet. So, okay. Um, we'll have to show you that sometime. That'll be, that'll, that'll be your next break period. Um, that was the, okay. the uh, dramatization of the birth of Doctor Who you know, in 1963. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. All right, I'm intrigued. It was done uh, in in part of the 50th anniversary stuff. That was so. Sorry. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't think I've seen a yeah. lick of the 50th sure, anniversary sure, sure. stuff. I know that's coming, but mm-hmm. not yet. Not yet. All right. Well, let's start with the beginning and uh, start uh, with the 11th hour. You know, we don't have to go into detail as much as details you want, but introducing the 11th Doctor. You know, you're you know pilots in Star Trek. You know, how <laughs> does the 11th hour introduce a new Doctor? New companions, if any, introduce reintroduce the concept and, and what and the promise and, that this will give, and uh-huh. introduce the world to the concept of fish fingers and custard. That's right. <laughs> yes, this is very important, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my gosh, I felt so bad for this poor kid who's just cooking up a storm, and none of it is good. Nothing. None of it. Scottish fry something. No baked beans and toast. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, oh my gosh, this episode just really picks up right where everything left off, doesn't skip a single beat. As far as it being an introduction, if somebody were brand new to the show, 
I do wonder if it would be a little too fast. Those mm. who have seen at least something prior, I feel like, wow, it, yeah, perfect continuation right into it without having to slow down and say, let's bring you up to speed. This is what Doctor Who is. Oh, no, 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 no. This is a very cleverly written first episode of the show where you are addressing all of the issues you have to address, like with the regeneration, a new companion, plus story threads that are going to matter going through the whole rest of the season. Really well done. Mm. And it and yeah, it moves fast. Yes. Yeah, this is the episode I've used in the past, I don't know, decade. God, it's been that long. Um, to introduce people to Doctor Who. I would always okay. say... So in your case, I I told you, you just... Because I said you could just start with 11 or 9. And you're like, well, I want to do 9. So. But 11 is... Because it's the most, hand quote, modern episode. So in other words, yeah. you know, 9, uh, Rose, you know, you can tell it's a little older. Um, just yeah, the, but the still pretty. Filmed. Not bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so, yeah, but I always used 11th hour, and so I think that's where we started when Jessica was yeah, maybe. getting indoctrinated. Yeah, oh, um, yeah. so is this I mean, where I you did. started, yeah. Jessica? Well, I officially started. The first thing Philip ever showed me was the 50th anniversary. Oh, okay. But taking so, that out of account, this being yeah, an introduction, how did you feel doctor, the pacing was? Yeah. I I was okay with it. I mean... I was aware of Doctor Who. Uh, you know, I understood the way it worked. And so I didn't feel like I was completely starting on the first page. Okay. Um, but it worked for me. It worked for me and kept me going. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, this is a pretty rock solid season. It's pretty decent storytelling all the way through. Yeah. Yeah, and a nice cameo from Olivia Coleman. Gosh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah. such a wasted role for her. Oh my gosh, so wasted. Oh, yeah. Here's your five <laughs> minutes in Doctor Who. She's won like a chameleon award. Yeah, now off you go to win your Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, I, I, uh, we get to, what's the, what's the guy's name? The um, Who's in, oh, I'm blanking on everything. Um on the show with the family that all have superpowers that we watched. Um, remember, he played the big strong. Oh, right. What is he his plays name? the guy with the computer, the laptop? Oh, Jeff. Um, yes, Jeff. Jeff's why you're, you're, you're the only one here. So anyway, Tom something, isn't it? Yes. Isn't he a yeah. Tom? Get a girlfriend, Jeff. It's not Holland. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, Hollander. But yeah, no, I, I I really enjoy this episode, and I think it's it just you get the costume change, no more raggedy doctor, <laughs> you know, and the you get the uh, the invitation, like you sort of get it wrote, you know, the end of Rose, join me, time and oh, what'd you think when you saw the new TARDIS? Oh, 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 this thing is gorgeous. Yeah, this might be my favorite one yet. It is beautiful. I love the color palette. I love the design. It really has that larger-than-life quality to it. And then mm. it's got just a bit of a steampunk vibe, which I know was very mm. big at the time. I I kind of dig on it. How about you guys? I, I like it. I, I mean, I think it's my favorite. I mean, it's the most... Quote, 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 childish one. I mean, with the ping pongs and the clear and all the, the ketchup and the mustard and, the, and everything <laughs> the is, is, and the mustard. is very playful. But I like that. All the other ones before and even after, to be spoilerly, are a little more formal. 
Mm. Um, you know, Jody's is, is its own thing because it sort and of has custard that custard creams. Yeah, well, that's true. Because that's <laughs> um, well, I'm talking like with the way the orange and all that, yeah, the crystalline. Yeah. But every all the before and after the consoles are a little more formal, and so I, I like this one's a little more playful. So yeah. Yeah, I kind of dig on the whole ketchup and mustard thing. I don't know why. I just think it's a very cute and funny touch. Why not? Yeah, absolutely, not? absolutely. We got our new screwdriver. I don't know if you if you. Yep, new care Sonic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, new Sonic, new Tardis, new intro, new logo. Yep. Yep. New music, which I do like. It definitely has that pacing, letting you know this is a highly energetic show. Mm-hmm. And I always kind of laughed. When this show first came out, even though I wasn't watching Doctor Who, I knew about the Doctor Who logo. This is just uh-huh. a little bit of a tangent. I was working in a newsroom, and I was in Wyoming, which is, and their university is part of the Mountain West Conference, which is the collegiate division mm-hmm. that they're in. And the Mountain West logo, still to this day, looks like the Doctor Who logo. Go look it up. Uh-huh. Just look up Mountain West Conference, and it's almost the same thing, just not quite as tall. And huh. I remember way back in the day, there's this website. It's called totallylookslike.com. I submitted Mountain West Conference looks exactly like the Doctor Who logo. <laughs> yeah, I've, I, it's, I don't know, maybe because that's just, this is just sort of my era. Um, but that is my sort of favorite, that DW, and then it turns into a TARDIS. And, and so yeah, it, it's cool. So you've, Yeah, that's sort of my favorite logo. But. I like it. Music-wise, I don't know if... It's my favorite. I really like a lot of iterations of it, but I don't mind it. It's good. I like it a lot. I, I w- thought that it was my favorite, but then when I hear the tin music with like the guitar, you're just sort of like ready to rock to Doctor Who. You know? <laughs> so, but uh, uh, that's just me. So, nice. all right. Well, let's go to the sophomore effort. Um, as you know, the second episodes can sometimes sag. You can tell me whether you thought it did or not. The Beast Below. <laughs> that's where we get Britain in space. Oh, is this Queen Elizabeth yep. 30 or Liz whatever? 10. Liz 10. Yeah, it's Britain in space. Yep. It's, uh, well, I mean, I wouldn't want to live here. It sucks. It's a police state. <laughs> but Scotland yeah. is independent, so that's kind of cool. Yep. This was a really good episode for Amy, where we kind of yes. get to know her a little better, and she gets to be the hero. But you know what really gets me in this episode is I cannot get over the fact that they're covered in vomit the whole time. <laughs> this won't be dignified. They've got to just stink. <laughs> and I'm thinking about it the entire time and cringing a little, and it really does kind of take me out of the story. I'm sorry. I know that's a really stupid, petty thing, but vomit just, ooh, I, I hate it, man. I just, I, I, I can't get over that. And so that, that took it nightwear. down a notch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I did I, like what they did with Amy though. Where, uh, like, her is save the day. she does she like does she just like breaking the rules, or is it simply a matter of questioning authority before following the rules? Where you're kind of learning her distinction on that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I appreciated yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, I, I'm trying to figure out whether this tracks all the time, but theoretically, because I'm thinking about with um, uh, Rose. The first episode's on Earth, second episode's in space in the future. Like, there's, like, like theoretically, there's, like, a <laughs> track of, like, present-day Earth, future space, past, and, like, there's always sort of, like, uh-huh. a little pattern, yeah. yeah. But I think this one allows her to save the day, and, and, and there's kind of a, a, a repeating theme in Doctor Who. It's not a bad thing of, of the companion reminding the Doctor 
of who she or he is. Um, of his humanity, as it yeah. were, yeah. So, yeah, so I thought. And we get we get a Liz 10, so uh, take that, the sun. I know it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Indeed. So I guess, you really, yeah, this is a sophomoric effort. Mm-hmm. I, Not I a think, bad one, but that, for sure. My sort of like, it, you know, if you're for a new audience, you know, this is their second episode now. I like how it's sort of like the beginning, the doctor setting out like the prime directive, like, oh, yeah, so here's the thing. We we don't interfere, which like anyone who's ever seen Doctor before is like, no, no. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's BS. <laughs> but like, he's like telling the rules to Amy. Yeah, we, we don't we don't interfere. And then it's like, unless, unless, unless. Uh-huh. Yeah, keep going. No. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, we get always uh, controversial here for us. A Dalek episode, Victory <laughs> of the Daleks, starring Winston Churchill. Yes. Okay, this could have been a really flat. We've already done it, kind of an episode because we have Daleks. We've got World War Two, and boy, we love our World War Two episodes. <laughs> but it's it's have, England, baby. <laughs> right. <laughs> I get that, but. As far as a Dalek episode goes, this wasn't bad at all. I kind of liked the shift in dynamic where we know why the Doctor doesn't trust the Daleks, but everybody else on screen at this point does. They think the Daleks are the good guys until they're not. And that was kind of cool. That was different. I liked how I knew something was up with the scientist who created the Daleks, and it was because he was a machine, of course. (laughs) Just... It was a little obvious, and yet the reveal was still good, and I did appreciate the iMac variety of Daleks where they come in different colors. Mm, It reminded me so much of that. That was, uh, you know, at the time, and as you can imagine how fan communities react, that was a very controversial thing (laughs) about the multicolored Daleks. The, the Crayola crowned Daleks, basically. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't mind them at all. I, I think it's fine. But you, you know, you know how people are purists. Yeah. No, I feel like the Daleks should express themselves, and there should be a color palette. Like if they're all just monochrome, that gets tiring after a while. I, I yeah. didn't mind it at all, and in fact, I kind of I, I enjoyed it. I just thought, yeah. oh, that's kind of a cute touch. That's different. But the design overall, the aesthetic, made him look really good. Mm-hmm. Mm. I have, like, my red Dalek over there. Um, so, yeah, like I said, it, like, pops. It's green and gray. and I mean, that's, you know, it gets yeah. boring after a while. It gets boring after a while. It does. Mm-hmm. I did appreciate Much how... like the Daleks. Uh, yeah. I mean, how many stories can you do with them, really? Mm-hmm. They, they're fairly one note. You'll find out. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I'm, I'm already kind of like, guys, this is overplayed, but we'll see what they do with them next. There's probably twists in there that I'm not aware of, so I'm willing to give it a chance. I did appreciate Amy's character development in this episode, where she does not strike me as the, uh, the academic type. Right, right, She's right. not necessarily yep. receiving high marks on her A-levels and stuff like that. So she makes up for it, though, in abundance with common sense and street smarts. She's not stupid at all. Mm -hmm. Mm. And it makes a lot of sense for this character where she is a very, I mean, she was basically independent on her own from a very young age. She had to learn how to fend for herself. And so 
it's no surprise to me that she's got this. She had to be. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it. you know, everyone is their own person, but to compare, as fans are doing. I mean, of <laughs> the, the companions you've seen, you know, early, I'm talking about 9 to 10, she's the most like Rose, except, of course, she's a little bit older. Or at least character-wise, I mean, the actresses may have been the same. But <laughs> Which anyway, is so but she's weird. To... I feel like she's younger. Yeah, uh, well, I know Rose is supposed to be like nineteen or something. Like yeah. I, I yeah. don't believe that. Um, but also, she's not. You know, it's a different environment. She's Scottish and you know, middle class. I'm hand quoting that. Yeah. You know? um, and so, but yeah, but still has that sort of again emotional intelligence more than you know book smarts if you will yeah although i would say amy has more of it than even rose did oh, yeah. rose was more naive amy yeah. is on amy it will punch you yeah she amy will, will she will not you. hesitate right. to punch you <laughs> she knows to punch you yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah I, I like the uh, i can't that actor who played the scientist we've seen him in other stuff he's actually yeah i can't very good um another and um i'm trying to remember what it was but yeah, I like that little part of, you know, Morabella. Oh, tell us more. He's like, oh, I really shouldn't. <laughs> but yeah, no, I liked it. I liked it. All right. Well, going on from Victory of the Daleks, we go to Tell we'll Me, Doctor. Back, go back to that. What can you, what do you know about the Weeping Angels? Oh, boy. Yeah, oh, here right. we go. The Time Weeping of the Angels. Angels, Flesh and Stone, and the Return of River Song. Yes. Hello, oh sweetie. my gosh. Watching Alex Kingsman on ER has given me a whole new appreciation for this character. Seeing her in that role as opposed to this role. Oh my gosh. I And really, I can't get enough right now, but I love River Song right now. The mystery. I still don't know what is up with her. Mm-hmm. She's so very good at being... Like, she, you feel like you, she's giving you an answer, and yet... She's giving you more questions than answers when she tells you who she is. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, well, what is this? <laughs> I've not reached those conclusions yet. So she oh, yeah. is. That was on my list to ask you whether you had any thoughts about who is River Song. Is this the I only have no River idea. Song episode for that first. Yep. Okay. I have no idea. Well, I, I don't know if she's, she's the, the doctor's wife because that's what she says. Mm-hmm. But like I don't know whether to believe that or not. I have no idea. I'm just holding my breath and waiting for things to reveal as they will in their due time. And what do you think? Because I think, to, to me, this is... I, I feel like it's an amazing part uh, on the actor's part, but, mm-hmm. you know, her, her and David Tennant, of course, played opposite of each other. Yes. Um, what do you think of how her and Matt work with each other? I think it's so amazing that a 28-year-old is able to hold his own... <laughs> it's virtually no difference to me. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like she or he, I mean, they play off perfectly. It's it's just, there's no loss. There's no mm-hmm. difference. It's all good. And then the, for her to, to, you know, which I know is just a one-off in, with, well, two-parters. Two, but to have this romance with a, a character, but the character's a different actor. You know, and how you do that. And yet, I mean, really, there is that intrinsic understanding of who the doctor is Mm. that it's still the doctor regardless of physical form. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's quite a bit of intelligence going into that performance in that respect. 
And what did you think of this return also of another character, the Weeping Angels? <laughs> yeah, I had a feeling this wasn't going to be a thread left hanging. I had a feeling we'd see this kind of story somehow again. And I love how Amy ships the Doctor and River song. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm right there with her. I I do too. <laughs> yep. And oh my gosh, these these statues. Is it just me or have they gotten creepier? <laughs> yes. We, we, uh, there was a featurette we watched where it showed all the. I think they're mostly women uh, who play the angels. And like, I mean, they're full done up. And like, they don't put the contact lenses till the end. Um, like until they're <laughs> filming. Um, but other than that, like you just see them, you know, the way they're, and then, and then you see them out back having a fag. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be even weirder. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Because on screen, even that is fairly creepy. So to see that, oh, these are actually real people in a bunch yeah. of makeup. <laughs> oh, okay. Not cool. Not cool. <laughs> I mean, I can just imagine there can't be any amount of eye drops that make you feel good after wearing this kind of a gritty looking makeup. Ow. Yeah. Ouchie. Well, it's, it's even worse. It's it's not actually a, a contact. It's an eye cover. Like it literally goes. Oh. Like they're wearing they're wearing a, you know the mask and so uh. they can't see or hear anything, anything. once it's on. <laughs> oh, so or very little, you know. So Oh yeah. gosh, that's got to be a tough day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think, in any like sci-fi or fantasy, what Doctor Who does so great is like you have this for two episodes, this chase, and suddenly it's like you know what we're in a forest now. So now we're doing a forest chase, like you know, we're doing the forest, a forest. There's thing. a forest in the spaceship, like you do. Well, why is that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I did like that. I mean, forests are oxygen factories. It does, in some way, make some sense mm-hmm. that you would have this on a spaceship. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They they justify that beautifully. They really did. It would be really cool to have this whole ecosystem thriving on this spaceship, mm-hmm. providing the oxygen you need, and then it's also just like this beautiful place. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> and and not to do, to go too forward, but just so we can recognize it in this episode, what did you think watching the season finale and realizing there's a scene in this episode? That is supposed to be set in the season finale when the Doctor comes across her the second time is actually the future Doctor. Oh, my God. Babylon 5 you know. It's so very timey-wimey, right? Mm. Yeah, was not expecting that whatsoever. And to be honest, as a first-timer, it is a little hard to keep track of all the time period stuff. I don't Mm. know if I've got it completely solidified in my mind, but that was a hell of a reveal. Now, I've got to know, just how much did they plan this season in advance? Because the details that they're throwing into these episodes, it it can't just come out of nowhere. They can't just mm-hmm. be doing this on the fly. There's way too much that's got to go into it. Uh, well, and I, Yeah, I mean, I feel that way about most of the, the entire three years. You know, the River Song through line that goes and goes and goes and you think well and then with some of the big reveals that river song that you get with river song you know were they or did they just tweak <laughs> yeah. it to fit or did they have this planned four years ago in the writer's room you know 
it, it's yeah. baffling to me. Like, yeah, seriously, we'll, we'll, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they had it all in the can, ready to go, if Stephen Moffat had been planning this out. Uh, imagine the post-it notes that oh, are man. surrounding his room, the right? Stacks yeah. all over oh. the wall. Yeah. yeah. But that's looks the only like, way you like can make it happen. crime scene, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, you know, and we'll get in the season finale we talk about it, but, um, yeah, I think Moffat can do the, well... He does the arcs um, very intricate, and whether you think that's good or bad, we'll get into. But but yeah, you know, so that crack in the wall still showing up, guys. You know, and not yes. that we, not that not that Russell didn't do a little bit, but I think he was a little more. And this, I don't say this as a critique. He's a little lighter hand with what he did and with his arcs, because um, they weren't necessarily hard arcs necessarily. Um, you know, a little bit of the master is the prime minister about Saxon or Bad Wolf or. You know, Doctor Donna, but I mean, it wasn't like hitting you over the head, and you know, it's a light yeah. arc. Whereas Moffat is more of a hard arc. Yeah, you know, this crack in the wall is the arc, guys. You know, not going away. Yeah, yeah. No, I see what and you I, mean. And I think Moffat takes bigger risks, mm-hmm. and so when they pay off, it's stunning. And I agree. When they, when they aren't, when they don't pay off as well, it feels awkward, but. For the, the risks he's taking, and I think it's worth it. Yeah, I agree. So far, it seems like they do pay off heavily. And yeah, I feel like he's just been building up on what Russell T. Davies started and has mm. taken it to another level. Yeah. And I, I, those two, because he was writing for right. Russell T. Davies as well. But then Chibnall was as well. I don't understand because... The RTD to Moffat turnover felt so smooth. Mm-hmm. And then Chibnall's come in and it just hasn't felt like a smooth transition at all. Yeah. I have to agree. Yeah. And I, and I don't understand why. Because it's clearly not. Because Moffat was writing for RTD and Chibnall was writing for Moffat. Mm-hmm. So it's not that. That isn't the trick. And I just wonder... I don't know, because it, this, this will be a whole tangent in which we'll, we'll skip it here. But obviously, Chimnall's very involved. I mean, he's on ha- almost all the story credits in the first season, if not all the second as well. So it's not like he's not in charge. You know, where I would, you know, I would say, like, well, Moffat, you know, he, I don't know how writers work on Doctor Who, because they don't have a writer's room that I understand, in, in a way that we do it here in America. But, like, you know, you could tell Moffat's like, this is what we're doing, guys. You know, you do what you want, but this is what we're doing. And, Theoretically, Chimnall's doing the same thing, but it's maybe he doesn't do arcs. I don't know. I mean, he doesn't. Uh, I mean, he did broad charts. He does. He well, does arcs. I'm saying for Doctor Who. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I know. It, it, when yeah, you watch I don't know. Broad church, and I tell you, Chibnall done it. You'll be like, oh my god, this guy's amazing. I'm like, wait, no, he also did. Yeah, but, yeah. And, yeah. And it's not just. I don't necessarily need big arcs, yeah, yeah, yeah. but some sort of through lines that thematic something. Yeah, and I think Chibnall has. Tried, but they don't feel cohesive. Yeah, Yeah, they don't pay off like this does (laughs) at all. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know why there's a disparity, but there definitely is. I do agree with you on that. Like, the transition from Russell T. Davies to Stephen Moffat was just absolutely, if anything, it was an elevation of what was some already good. Yes. Which, that's amazing. That's not always how it goes. So they pulled that off to perfection and then some. 
And then, yeah, yeah Chibnall, right now, I'm not the biggest fan of. Mm-hmm. Prove me wrong, Chibnall. Yeah. Well, so the, for this next episode, I, to me, I thought the interesting thing is, you know, you think like, okay, so we've settled what the series is. Doctor, Companion, it's great. I want more. No, that's not what the series is. <laughs> Vampires of Venice. Guys, we haven't forgotten a character, and that's Rory Williams. Yes. Well, okay, we have to mention just the whole thing of we know that Amy is on the verge of her wedding night, and yet in Flesh and Stone, she, I guess, puts the moves on the doctor, wants to have a one-night stand, but then she's going to get married anyway. WTF. <laughs> yeah. there, there is a, and I wish I could, well, I'm sure I can find it, but I'll send it to you. Uh, Moffat has said he regrets how that scene came across. He meant for, I think, and I have to read it again, paraphrasing. He meant that like she's just gone for the, through this big event, and it's shaking her up, and that's her reaction. But he's like, it comes across in a different way than I for, maybe meant for it to. So he yeah, say, I did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I hate to it say it made look her look bad. Like adrenaline. Yeah. yeah. No, it does not look like adrenaline at all. <laughs> Which, by the when I went to Dragon Con, this would have been, of course, years ago. Um, there was group cosplay of everyone wearing the red, uh, I forgot what, the, the bachelor party shirts. For, oh, um, yeah? Yeah. For, oh, uh, my Rory. gosh. Yeah. Oh, that's wow. Funny. That's funny. Like, again, easy cosplay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's fantastic. I mean, yeah, but again, cake, like, where know? is Rory in Amy's mind? That's yeah. something mm-hmm. that definitely occurs to me many times throughout the season because it's very clear that he cares about her so much. She is the mm-hmm. love of his life. But for her, I went back and forth all the time on whether the feeling was completely mutual. And I thought, are these two too young to be getting married? Yeah, they maybe. probably are. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do I want them to succeed? Absolutely, I do. So with Vampires of Venice, we get the late, because of course she unfortunately passed away this year, Helen McCrory, uh, playing the villainess of the piece, um, very interestingly, I like. Um, oh, she's just fantastic. Mm-hmm. She's just <laughs> so good. So uh, what would you sort of think of uh, the not vampires? Kind of reminds me of uh, Shakespeare with the not uh, witches. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, I think the highlight of this is Rory being the fish out of water. And mm-hmm. uh, him Pun confronting. intended. <laughs> I mean, yeah. 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 <laughs> I set myself up for that. Um, <laughs> also, him confronting the doctor for putting him and Amy in a dangerous situation. I do like it when the companions, official or otherwise, say, uh, excuse me, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> because for them, it's got to just be so, so dis- like, just, they're so out of place. They don't know what's going on. It's got to be so disorienting. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's where Rory is. And it's good to be re- refreshed on that, where not everybody just goes along with it. Like, Amy is definitely up for anything. She always has been. I think that was instilled just from the moment she was a very little girl, where she believes in things that are that don't make sense at the time, but she's willing to follow. Whereas Rory... Uh, yeah, she grabs her suitcase and is ready to go. Exactly. Rory, on the other hand, I, I'm sure even at six years old would have a lot of questions like, where are you taking me? Who are you? What are you doing here? And <laughs> a whole list of other things. 
Yeah. And I think it's interesting, and again, I, it's hard for me to remember <laughs> what my reaction was a, a decade ago, but that there could be this Mickey effect, I'll, I'll call it that, where we're like, oh, it's the loser boyfriend, the, the dumb comic relief boyfriend, you know, uh-huh. uh, get rid of him, you're with the doctor now, companion. Um and so I think, like, even the introduction, not reintroduction, we saw him before, but where he goes into the TARDIS and he's like, yeah, it's the d- transdimensional, you know, da da da. And the doctor's like, I like it when people say it's bigger on the inside. <laughs> um, and so you could have this sort of like bad introduction of where, like, the audience would, would maybe we don't like this guy. But now having seen the whole series, I mean, I think Rory and Arthur and all, you know, all the, the character, the actor, and the writing, I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I suppose someone can hate Rory, but like, it's, oh it's, God, it's hard to hate Rory. I was yeah. going to say, how can you hate Rory? Mickey, I can understand because he is kind of like the dumbass boyfriend. But Rory mm-hmm. is a solid dude. Yeah. He's got a mind on him. He's got a good job. He's where his trainers. He wears, you know, he's a yeah. trainer. He wears his heart on his sleeve. What is not mm-hmm. to love about this guy? Like, honestly, if I were Amy Pond, yeah. I'm getting this guy right away, and he, he's never Locking going near it. Down. Down. <laughs> exactly. I am solidifying this contract for life, for sure. <laughs> You're not going to get better than this. He is solid, man. I love him. And I just love just the way that he, uh, his commentary on what is going on at the time. It's so good. <laughs> just the goofy <laughs> things that he says, like, you know, gondola driver and stuff like that in this episode. <laughs> just the way he kind of makes it up as he goes along trying to figure it out for himself I, I appreciate that so much meanwhile Amy's in it I think she enjoys the thrill of the danger mm-hmm. and the way I interpret the relationship between Amy and Rory is it's opposites attract she's attracted mm-hmm. to fire and danger and he's attracted to like loyalty and stability Mm-hmm. And somehow they're going to maybe make that work. I don't know. I hope they do. <laughs> well, if he you know stays alive. Spo- um, spoilers. What? <laughs> hey. Amy's Amy's choice. So this gets directly to your question. What do yeah. you think about you know now with the Dream Lord forcing Amy to choose between the Doctor and Rory, and you have two scenarios: which is real and which is yes. Oh, this is a mind effer. <laughs> I, I, I really like it, though. I don't know if I would say it's, it's among my favorite, but I really, really appreciate this turn. They don't often do the the mind, like you said. Yeah, it's it's very much uh, kind of you know the two realities, the almost it's a wonderful life kind of a thing. Of this is the life you could choose. This is the other option that you have. Which one do you choose? There's. I mean, it's, it's definitely trying to be a lighthearted and comedic episode. I think the pregnancy jokes get a little old, but there's still some funny jabs here and there. The Dream Lord gets really creepy, though. I, I, which the longer I, I like you go. in some ways. Yeah. And one thing really did bother me in this episode is uh-huh. the revelation that Amy never told Rory that she loved him. Ever? And they're getting married? What is this? You know... Yeah. Yo! Okay. <laughs> I don't want to tell Rory what a good relationship is, but I guess I'll I have see, some yeah. suggestions and some advice as someone who's been married for almost 15 years. I'm just saying. 
man. I mean, I felt so bad for him in that moment. Dare I say, does he deserve better? <laughs> well, I uh, kind of went yeah. there with this episode. Just like, Amy, I, I love you, but do you love Rory? And should we need to have some talks. I, and I, I really enjoyed the revelation at the end that is such like presented as a hand wave. But I'm like, as an audience member, it just stays with you for like a couple minutes. You're like, wait, what? Well, the doctor's like, oh, yeah, no, the Dream Lord was me. Wasn't that obvious? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, wait, everything that guy said is your subconscious. And I, and I like, you just deal with that. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Here you go. Plop. Deal with that. Mm-hmm. This is what he thinks. Oh. Is, you know. <sighs> yeah. I don't know if so, I want to deal with that. Yeah. Because <laughs> you don't often see that dark side of the doctor which i don't know i know that's always the thing we want to see the dark side which i i think that yeah but i think this is a a lovely way to do that because you have this happy-go-lucky 11th doctor that we've seen so far and to know that that dark side's still there oh boy and is it (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's creepy next we have a two-parter um, which wasn't necessarily one of my favorites, but it was fine. Uh, the Hungry Earth and Cold Blood. This um, new to you, I know, but it's the return of the Silurians. Oh, right, yes. And whales. and Yeah, or, you know, I was really people. hoping this would be better than it was. I think I'm on the end of... I'm not a big fan of it either, and uh, interestingly enough, it is a Chris Chibnall story. <laughs> oh, interesting. I do the 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 redeeming factor of this to me is the return of the Silurians. Yeah, yeah. I love them. What I know like, now as a species, I think yeah. they're very cool. But what they do here, this story really seems to take a long time to get going, which I think is right it's in line with on Chris. Brand? Yes, it is. Thank you. You know, it, it needed some more guest stars. That was. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't really feel like this episode, this two-parter even, really got going until about the end when we're really moving and bringing the story to the conclusion. So, uh, yeah, not my favorite. No. Like I said, it's not bad, but it's just like for two episodes. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, I get it. They're underground. Yeah, I don't know, but... And the mom's just horrible, and so, like, I fine, you can kill the mom. I don't know oh, if she lives, whatever. Then. Yeah, like, I feel like we're supposed to have really serious emotional moments in these episodes, and I kind of found myself not buying it and wondering why, what is the reason? And I didn't come to any real conclusions other than just, I don't care. <laughs> I didn't get invested in this one. Yeah, that's why. That's why. But it was all building us up to... Vincent and the Doctor. Yes. Okay. Now, Philip, you told me that this is your favorite Doctor Who episode of all time. Is that correct? It it is. I think it is. I I think it is. Um, It's it's one of my favorites. Because I I love that they're like, okay, it's a Doctor Who and the monster episode. Whatever, we got rid of the monster now. So let's talk about what the real episode is. You know, we're like, yeah, we, look, we did the monster bit. All right, nah, check, block. All right, that's not what the episode's about, though. It's just going to be about Vincent. That's what the episode is. Um, and I, mean, I just like the the way, I mean, and I know you're, you're, you deal with the subject more, more than I do, but just dealing with mental health and then dealing with, you know, the end 
and you know that just you know he he still kills himself. You're not going to change that. Yeah. Um, but what you can do in the meantime is have more good days than bad days, and you know you get a good nice Bill Nighy cameo. Who Amazing. doesn't love that? Yeah. Um, another cracker of a bow tie. Um, <laughs> the bow ties. So, yeah. Bow ties are so yeah. prevalent in this season. I really <laughs> did like this episode. I felt like it was mm. a very solid installment of. Ba- uh, I almost said Babylon Five. I was talking <laughs> Babylon Five right before here. I'm getting my shows mixed up. Uh, of Doctor Who, and it's. I don't know if it's my favorite, but I think it, upon further rewatches, it's probably going to stand out more and more to me, just because mm. it is such a very good episode and what it is trying to say. And all in all, I mean. It is beautiful in every respect, from the crafting of the episode, the way the story is told, the portrayal. It's all very good. I see why it's your favorite, Philip. Mm. Yeah, it's, you know, you have that artist perspective of the way Vincent sees the world, and then the way they sort of, you know, put the lampshade at the end that, you know, there's a lot of people, or artists, who have a myriad of issues, um, (laughs) but not a lot of them make beauty out of it, which is what Sure. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. And the message yeah, is really good. I mean, we, even if in, the, like, the whole cliche of no good yeah. artist is appreciated in their time, <laughs> I think is in play here. But it, I think it all, it, it all kind of comes to the fact that we all mean more than we think. We all have a gift to share. That's a beautiful message to put out there in the world as it is. So, as far as messaging goes, man, you can't get any better than that. Yeah, I think it's just an episode that just has, obviously, a lot of heart to it. So, I mean, there's a lot of episodes that have good plot or good moments or good characters. But, I mean, the heart of this episode is what it is. And so, and the actor who plays Vincent Van Gogh is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes. And as Instagram has now reminded me, there is a Van Gogh exhibit that I can go see in Los Angeles. And I should probably learn more about him. I don't know a whole lot about Van Gogh and his work. And so maybe I'll appreciate it more if I, I learn about him a little more. You know, skipping to the end, we have a copy, a poster of the Exploding TARDIS done in the Van Gogh. Do you really? Yeah, we have it ah! in the finale. You know, oh, how right cool. Doctor Who altar there. So. That is awesome. I'm a little jealous. That's <laughs> lovely. All right, so we're almost at the end here. <sighs> the penultimate is, uh, speaking of guest stars, <laughs> yes, The Lodger, indeed. starring James Corden. No. <laughs> yes! Oh my gosh, I had no idea this was happening. I had no idea James Corden was on Doctor Who at all. <laughs> uh, but he played such a great character. I, I really loved him in this. He did such a great job. It was kind of a perfect role for him. And yes, yeah. uh, this episode generally, I mean, even though it is a Dalek and a Cyberman kind of like crossover thing happening here, it's all of our greatest hits in one, right? Uh, I still loved it. I, it was a good story. It was fun. It was entertaining. Yeah, it's light. But by, by the way, this this I had to when I was looking at the um, this episode on online, I forgot this actually is a thread that'll be picked. The, this mysterious TARDIS like thing. Uh huh. That's actually a thread for next season. I've wondered about that. Okay. Good to know. I had a feeling that's put there for reasons. It had to be, right? <laughs> so, of course. Uh, yep, yeah. So, uh, well, and not to keep short shrift, but just to get to the season finale two-parter, 
the Pandorica Falls and uh, the Big Bang. The Pandorica yes. opens. Yeah, oh Pandora my gosh! Yeah, we have Winston Churchill coming back. River Song is back. I mean, you immediately know this will be an epic story. Vincent mm. Van Gogh. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, Bullions song. or members yeah. of the Blue Man Group. I'm not sure which. Doctor <laughs> Who. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, uh, my favorite quote comes from mm. these episodes. Does it bother you that your life doesn't make any sense? <laughs> Every freaking day, Doctor. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah. I, th- this is in my top five Doctor Who speeches moments. Mm. That's the Doctor on Stonehenge. Um, a, Matt does a great job, but B, there's a YouTube clip of Sylvester McCoy, the seventh Doctor, um, who you've just seen five seconds of, and yes, um, doing this speech because there's this there's this kind of YouTube phenomenon of giving the previous Doctor's speeches from New Who to read, and um, I mean I can perfectly see the seventh Doctor giving the same speech because he's with that Scottish, mm-hmm. or, you know, English whatever accent, you know, because he's it's clearly Scottish, um, but uh, yeah, just giving this grand, <laughs> you know. Let someone else go first, you know, all this. Oh, it's such an amazing speech. Yes. <laughs> Roy the Roman returns. Oh. Yes. He looks very good in that costume. I can see why that happened. Well, save it for the honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, this turned into a very, like, wicked and intricate story. In part one, it got me wondering, had Rory been assimilated by the Cybermen? (laughs) Uh, There was just all sorts of craziness going on. And then leaving off on the cliffhanger was all super, super good. But what I really love more than anything, I think, is just how in the second part, everything that we have watched in this whole season comes back to tie up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. All the post-it notes. All the post-it all notes. All the post-its, all the cracks. Uh, little Amelia slash Amy mm-hmm. is back. I mean, wow. Just the way this all works and comes together, I was blown away. I, mm-hmm. I What genius. <laughs> the whole thing yeah. with the two Sonics uh, and the way that the Sonic saves the day as the prop. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty amazing. Um, also, talk about easy cosplays. Uh, the Eleventh Doctor, a Fez, a mop. That's, that's all you need. Yeah, yeah. Fezzers are cool. Yep. Yeah. And the whole <laughs> first time, like, things first. What on earth is on your head? <laughs> just reminded me of the hats that Devo wore. Honestly. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I was hoping that Whippet would make a soundtrack cameo, yeah. but that didn't happen. <laughs> and stop me if I'm wrong, but Geronimo, isn't that a callback to leading into episode one? Yes, yes. Didn't he that's say that? He's crashing in the TARDIS. Okay, the okay. Of, uh, I thought so. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The time sequences, too. I've got to get a props to the editors for the way they're putting those together. That is a ride. How freaking long did it take them to do all of that? Because if it looks like a lot of effort, it had to have been at least three times the actual amount of work. Mm-hmm. Yep. Whoo! Wow. <laughs> they went all out. It was amazing. <laughs> 
And then, of course, okay, we can't forget the fact that there is a whole wedding in this all of this, too. Yes. Yep. It finally, finally. They finally got married. Oh, my God. I didn't know if it would happen. <laughs> We've seen this dress hanging in the closet for how long now? <laughs> Mr. Rory Pond. Yes, Mr. Rory Pond. As it should be. Yes. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it is Mr. Pond for sure. This, I think, it had to have been one of the most ambitious stories I've seen to date. And, I mean, that's saying something considering that the tenant era closed off with a big, huge grand oh, finale. Yes. But in terms of the storylines, the way it all comes together, the way it's been threaded throughout the whole season, I, I saw what you did there. That was pretty cool. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I was impressed. I would hazard, in my opinion anyway, I'm not sure this is the biggest of the Moffat era. Wow. What do you mean, like, as far as epicness? Yeah. That's true. I mean, uh, you know. Yeah, I yeah. feel like it's true. Without giving any spoilers. I mean, you'll, you, well, having seen this series, you'll see how he works. So, you know. Okay, so what you're saying is that there's more. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, yeah, like, that's, that's how he does things. So, the next season will, I'm not saying it's going to be boring but I mean, that's, that's how he works he's gonna okay. Okay. you know so wow which i okay. guess is, i mean uh, i'm not saying they didn't do it first but it's very american you know to have the sort of the big arc and then the big huge finale um so yeah i suppose but it's done so well oh yeah no no yeah yes. yeah and then yeah how, how do you like the doc the 11th doctor's dancing abilities ah uh, well you know I, I really have no room to talk. <laughs> I'm not exactly a dancer either, so the fact that he's quite a dorky dancer, I enjoy it. It's cute. It's very fitting for him, especially in that yes. costume. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and then we get sort of the uh, the last few minutes, we get um, him handing the diary back to River. And... Yes. Yes, so, I am intrigued you know, by you know. the changes. No, what I was asking was, uh, are you married? Not, are you? And yes. <laughs> Again, with the cryptic answers. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. When that reveal comes, man, I, I expect big, explosive, blow my mind things. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm just going to put explosion. that out there. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Figurative and literal. Involved, there's always going to be a big explosion. Yes. Um, I'm excited for that. I'm waiting. I'm ready. Yes. Yes. Literally, at the beginning of that episode, there is a huge explosion. Um, (laughs) But anyway, uh, and so we get the Rory, we get the married couple in the TARDIS. First time. Yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Now, this is the very first married couple to be companions on Doctor Who, correct? Yes. That's cool. I I like the dynamic. I'm looking forward to seeing how that all goes. Is the Doctor a third wheel in his own TARDIS? (laughs) All right, and let's bring it home. I know we're just kind of rushing. I don't mean to, but we have a few minutes left here, so let's talk a Christmas Carol. Yeah, we got to talk about this. Holy crap! I really love this so much. <laughs> as far as the Christmas specials go, uh, this one easily tops the list. It mm, is yeah. so freaking good. I. <laughs> what is not to love about the fact that there is a shark driving a sleigh? I mean, Sharknado hasn't even done that yet, I don't think. Right? So they got yeah. nothing on this. Yep. <laughs> yep. And Catherine Jenkins. And yeah. Yeah. Beautiful, I mean, it's a very thinly failed kind of like Scrooge type 
of an episode, and yet it's done so well where it's planting, again, the threads early on in the story that you use later on. It's just good storytelling, and I appreciate mm. that. And, yeah, it's it's so good, and I appreciate little cute kind of nonsensical things even, like how the Doctor almost married Marilyn Monroe. (laughs) The fact that they took the time to actually put that in, it's it's very good. Yeah, the story itself, the whole thing of like, okay, I've got one day to live, that's not completely unlike anything we've seen before. It's not crazy, but it's just done so well that I'm not mad about it. Yeah, it's not, it, it hits tropes, obviously, and it's not, there's nothing particularly special about this episode, except that it's just beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it's just <coughs> written and performed so beautifully that you can't help but love it, so that gets me in all the happy feels, and as a Christmas episode, it, it gets me into that holiday spirit. Yes. I have every intention of during the holiday season this year watching this episode again just to get me in the mood i mean i saw a chimney and i thought what the hell (laughs) (laughs) and we mentioned cool ties once again in this episode it's a cool tie that's right (laughs) i mean there's i think there's just so many great moments i like it like near the uh halfway through when um young adult um kazran is like think she wants me to kiss her what do i do he's like um be real nervous about it and you know, then you'll be fine, you know. <laughs> yeah be Bubble nervous around. be awkward about it it'll be fine yeah um but yeah i i do like how they do past present future like you said i know it's tropish but like not in a way you'd expect okay you do past okay but he goes back in time and watch you know and then with right. present you get amy with the holograms amy and the holograms great band yeah and right then, but then I yeah. like that future where he's like, oh, yes, you're going to show me. I'm going to be alone and die. I already know that already. And you're like, well, that's that's what's going to happen. Then he's like, nope, that's not the future. It's sees the young version. Right. I was wondering for a little while how this was all going to tie together because we have Amy on the ship. And for a while, that didn't really seem to be going anywhere. And then they start to bring, really bring it home. And I, the way, then I, I'm, I, what? I don't know because of the, the way the time is. I'd have to see the timeline. Their the intro with their spaceship and everything like that is to me because again this is twenty ten yeah two thousand nine a certain movie came out that introduced the concept <laughs> of very very white spaceship with lens flare uh huh um, yeah control I'm panels saying, on the wall looks a little familiar oh it, it's definitely an aesthetic and you know what it reminds me of is that is the vision that I have for what control and command looks like uh, for our audio drama, where there's just random (laughs) control panels on a very plain walled background, and you don't really know what they do, but they blink, and so it looks futuristic. (laughs) That's our spaceship. (laughs) Uh, But no, and I love that it's a sad story. I mean, there's no, it's not a happy ending at all, but that's... Uh, Yeah, and yet... And yet, I don't come away from this feeling sad and down. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, maybe it's the fact that the final thing that we see is the shark slay one more time. I don't know. <laughs> but it's, this is one of those things I can watch and again and again. I'll see new things. Like, that shark is in the whole movie. Like, or episode, but you know what I mean. 
Like, if you watch the beginning, you'll see it floating through the clouds in certain parts of the beginning. Oh, really? And you'll see a fit. Like, it is throughout the whole thing. It's just one of the things until you notice it. Oh, crap. I'm going to watch for that the next time I watch because I don't think I caught every instance. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Yep. Well, any final thoughts on Series 5 and what you're hoping to see in Series 6? Oh, gosh, I have no idea what we're going to see in Series 6. I mean, I, I want some answers about River Song, for sure, eventually. Well, I know that we'll get two, there. I'll give you two things. Number one, you will find out who River Song is. Okay. Um, number two, Doctor Who goes to America. Again? First, well, no, they literally go. They, they film. Oh. In America. Oh. In Death Valley, wasn't it? It's, I forget where it is, but it's it's a very remote place, though. They they go to the deserts of... Oh, okay. The, of, ...of western U.S. And Are they filmed. in the Mojave? <laughs> it's, not, it's not Star Trek with the, you know, uh, the Gorn, you know. <laughs> They're not at Vasquez Rocks? They're not at Vasquez Rocks. I was trying to think Oh, well, darn, that's too bad. I've been there. It's actually it's, very uh, cool. Utah. Utah. Oh, are they in Moab or Zion? Something like that. Um, Probably. So. Those are very popular, beautiful places to go. Lake Silencio is what they give it as the name yeah. of the show. I don't know hmm. if that's that Okay. All right. Well, that's cool. That'll that'll be beautiful. Landscapes to oh, look at. Fa- okay. There's a father-daughter. Oh, there's a father-son duo at one point. <gasps> you you know. Well, she'll know. She'll recognize it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Actors. Um, nothing okay. like getting a father and son to play the same character when you can oh. Interesting. Okay. All right. All right. So there's yeah. some cool stuff to look forward to. I mean, yeah, in oh, terms of story, cool. no idea what to expect. Just, I mean, Moffat has knocked it out of the park, uh, improved on something that was already going very strong. So that's saying a lot. And uh, th- th- I don't think I ever heard this when I watched it. Cause, you know, I watched this live. But apparently Moffat teased the season by saying, in the first episode, a major character dies. What? Yeah. <sighs> Damn it! Major character dies. Like yeah. happens in like the first ten minutes. Yeah, I, I don't disbelieve you. I just can't remember what it is. Well, okay. Well, that gives me incentive to watch episode one, my next mm-hmm. opportunity, which will be in a few days. So, mm-hmm. uh, all right. Nineteen sixty nine. Do they kill okay, Ginsburg? Right away? I didn't yep. remember that. Nixon. We go to the Nixon White oh, House. Oh! 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 It's astronauts and Apollos and... Yep, yep. I didn't remember it being straight into that. Yep, but it's first 10 minutes. Yep. Boom. Oh, boy. Yep. Okay. You're right. Oh, that's going to be interesting. first 10 minutes. Yep. All right. I'm excited for that. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. And I I like the aesthetic because Matt's hair starts to grow a little bit longer, which is how it's normally going to look from now on. Gives that very swirly, almost cartoon Egon (laughs) hair from the Ghostbusters. But yeah, Yeah. I think this is his maturing. Not that anything was wrong in this first season, but yeah. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, really, is it just going to keep getting better from here? Is that what you're telling me? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Wow. You know, well, I, damn! I, I don't have the whole series in my head, so I'm not going to say every episode's a banger, but uh, it, it it certainly gets going. Okay, I mean, um, Doctor and Who. I'm not saying it's the creepiest monster they've ever done, but it's going to be one of the creepiest oh, monsters yeah. they've ever done. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we're yeah. going to reach some new heights, it sounds yeah. like, and maintain the overall really high quality that the show has already been at for mm-hmm. some time. Okay. Yeah. All yep. right, I'm here for it. 
Cool. <laughs> All right. And well. we will be here when you're ready to talk about it. <laughs> All right. Give me about, I don't know, what. how long is the season? 11 episodes? 13? 13 weeks? Something, probably. Something yeah. like that. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. And then, uh, yeah, and a Christmas special. But anyway. Okay. Which is another good one. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. It's the wardrobe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I like that one. They, we just, we, they just use English novels. For mm-hmm. every Christmas series, so we're going okay. with The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe for next time. So. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Uh, I'll have to maybe reread that beforehand because it's been <laughs> it's, so, it's, a few decades. They just, they just take the motif, was all. Yeah, right? yeah. You oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. I can remember that much. Yeah, I read yeah. that in sixth grade. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, folks, I want to talk to you about all the great things about 9, 10, and the first season of 11. Where can they find you, Shar? You can actually reach me in a couple of places, but they're both on Twitter. I started a new account called Char Writes Code, where I'm talking about my life uh, becoming a website developer. And I've, I'm training in a new career, and I'm learning new things all the time, and I'm just having a good time sharing what I'm learning and what I'm working on and all of that fun stuff. But you can also find my personal account, which is still active. It's Oh the Profanity. I'm a little more quiet on there right now because I'm focused on content for the other account, but you can still reach me there. All right. Well, until next week, um, which we'll be talking about some Doctor Who-esque related material. Yes. We'll be talking the first series of Staged, starring David Tennant and Michael (laughs) Sheen. If you haven't seen it, you got to see it, Shar. I got to see this. Yeah. And then we'll amazing. also be talking about even more something more tangential, but in the family of Doctor Who, and that's Sean Pertwee's appearance on oh, right. the American yes. show Elementary, hmm. son of the third Doctor. Well, until next time, enjoy the Doctor's many adventures throughout time, time and, and space. This is BBC Television.